people of Earth, your planet has been destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpavin. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. My mouth is still on fire. You're going to hear me say that at the beginning of every episode this month. This is after Adam took like seven one-hitter rips. So I am I'm smoking uh, the sleepy weed during the day because it has more pain-killing properties. <laughs> and I took a bunch of ibuprofen. And we are powering through. You know what's funny is uh, this is one of the best life hacks. A lot of all, every life hack I've ever heard is dumb, except for two. One of them, if you're worried about forgetting something in the morning, put it in your shoes. Great life hack. That is great. You're not leaving without your shoes. The other one, Ramsey Badawi, who I told you about the toothache last episode, told me if you're too high, take some ibuprofen. Sobers you up. Oh, I didn't know that. It does, yeah. So if you if uh, and if you're a guy like me, I don't smoke weed often, but I'll do that gateway show where you have to get high and do a set just because it's such a wonderful uh, show. Billy yeah. Anderson is a buddy of mine. I like him. I like doing it. I always get too high, take a couple of ibuprofen, and then I'm back down to earth. So welcome back to Mind Control Month, week number two. Yeah. We're talking about the mind control program. The, the Toyota Thon of not trusting the government. <laughs> We're talking about MK Ultra today. Ooh, the fucking man, this this is like the the, the Rolling Stones of the Beatles of Mike. This is just a big This is flagship a big one, fucking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talk I'm surprised we haven't done an episode about this yet. It's just it's just been a it's been so many cameo appearances. It's finally got a solo yeah. movie, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things where we talk about it a lot, and there's a lot of information about it, but there's also not a lot of information about it. Yeah. And we'll get to why that is later, but... It's like one of these things where it's like you can... look When you're looking at an exoplanet, you have to look at how its gravity affects the sun and you got to look at and you got to dissect the light that comes like it, the, when it passes in front of that that sun it orbits around and you got to dissect the light and see what how it affects those properties and tease out information from that data it's like you almost see learn more about it from just like oh what's what was going on in the jungles of cuba in the 70s <laughs> like you know you you kind of you kind of get information about it third hand and through its its uh, impressions and little other things you yeah know? yeah and uh, so, yeah, we're going to just go through the history of MK Ultra and some of the experiments. And then next week, we're going to do an episode about Wormwood, which is a documentary about, I think, the craziest moment in. Well, I don't know. That's the thing you hear. Like, that one seems crazy. The, the stuff depicted in the Wormwood documentary is crazy. Yeah. But then you hear about some of the other stuff in here and you're like, mm, I'd, I'd watch a documentary about that. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Wormwood is the one that there's a lot of information. There's enough stuff out to make a about. whole documentary about, and it's 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 creepy. But so's MK Ultra. Let's go through it. Wormwood, also the name of like every shitty shop teacher in high school. Yeah, it's. You know? I still any kind of wood name. Like I had a Miss Greenwood that just like yeah sucked. You know, is Wormwood? Does that pertain to absinthe in some way? Oh, I think so, yeah. I feel like wormwood is where the active ingredient in old-timey absinthe comes from. <laughs> old time. Like Adam the, Todd Brown's old-timey absinthe. The, like the cool absinthe that makes you hallucinate and do knife tricks, not the yeah. bullshit you can buy in liquor stores <laughs> yeah, now not, that has Not the, the vodka with, the, you know, fucking the antifreeze. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Wormwood, like I've watched this documentary before, and I have to watch it again so we can do this episode. But I still never really caught why they call it Wormwood. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they mention it, but I just didn't pay attention. I don't think I've gotten there either. But uh, yeah, first we're going to talk about MK Ultra, which uh, spawns the events that become the documentary Wormwood. It's uh, the code name given to a program of experiments conducted on human subjects, mostly illegal, and carried out by the CIA. CIA. MK means it was sponsored by the CIA's technical services staff. Ultra was chosen as the second word because it had been previously used to designate the most secret classification of World War II intelligence. Just a cool-ass name, too. Cool name. Definitely the kind of thing you want to keep secret. So all of that tracks. It's kind of it, it's kind of like Infowars, where it's the coolest fucking name for anything. It really is. But it's just the most evil, evil actual thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was headed by Sidney Gottlieb, who will come up a lot more in the Wormwood episode. And started on orders of CIA Director Alan Dulles on April 13th, 1953, 
Depending on who you believe, uh, the intent was either to develop mind control techniques or just so we could become better at torture and interrogation. Yeah. There are some who assert that the goal was to create a Manchurian candidate. Shout out to last episode. I don't know. That just became the last episode reference. Yeah. Dinger. The, the, the fucking callback hawk. We don't argue enough for me to use it as intensity eagle, which is its, yeah, it's, it's, its preferred purpose, yeah. method. It's when an argument breaks out, intensity eagle flies through the room. But yeah. it's 10 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck are we going to argue about? Me, me and Adam are on the same page about most yeah. things. <laughs> I don't, diet soda is probably the most heated debate that's ever happened. So, yeah, it's the callback hawk. <laughs> Uh, so MK Ultra was organized through the Scientific Intelligence Division of the CIA and coordinated with the Special Operations Division of the U.S. Army's Chemical Corps, mm-hmm. which that's a thing. That's a yeah, that's a cool ass. It's like a Dead Kennedy song, yeah. Chemical Corps. They I looked it up. They're they're the ones who are just what it sounds like defending yeah. us from chemical attacks, but also nuclear attacks. Yeah, because I suppose that's radiation is a chemical of sorts. No, it's not. It's no, not, not no, even no. That science doesn't add up. Oh man, this is uh, the, the world's most trusted podcast, <laughs> huh? Is that isn't that our mis- isn't that, we have that in Latin underneath the Iron Giant? <laughs> I need to figure that out in Latin and put that, that's a good idea. Hey, I'm gonna change that shit to Latin. Yeah, that'd be that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. All right, yeah, we'll fucking that'll be a t-shirt. So the programs used various means to manipulate subjects' mental state, sometimes and often unwittingly. The methods included surreptitious administration of drugs or other chemicals, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal abuse, and other forms of psychological torture. Just everything you can do to break somebody down. Yeah. Everything you'll experience if you... Join a cult. Become a comic. Yeah. Join a cult. (laughs) Sensory deprivation when you start hanging out with Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah. Move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Any of those things. Uh, like we said, it began in the early fifties, officially sanctioned inviting people to like your fan page. I think, (laughs) I think that could break somebody down quicker than LSD and fucking, you know, whippings. Yeah. Getting those invites also. No. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh buddy. I like when I get invites to shows in New York. Oh like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, you moved. Be mindful of who you're inviting. There's to your a lot, shows, or just like idiot. the dude who somehow gets your number and texts you a, a horribly photoshopped flyer for like an <laughs> urban singles event at a bar that's <laughs> 75 miles away from you. <laughs> Always fun. Yeah, that's welcome to comedy, everybody. So it began in the early 50s, officially sanctioned in 53, reduced in scope in 1964, more so in 1967, then finally halted in 73. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, it was it was halted, basically, that's when Watergate was at its height. Yeah. And it wasn't so much halted. It was just everyone in the government doing shady shit all at one time was like, shred everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Destroy it Everyone all. was like, people are paying attention now. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Mom's coming over. Clean up the apartment. <laughs> put away the bong, you know? Yeah, that kind of was the country in the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, once Watergate hit, like, COINTELPRO came out, MKUltra came out. Yeah. We were like, God damn, we need to be protected from the government. Yeah. And now all these years later, we're like, nah. And we're just like, yeah, they fine. cleaned up. <laughs> we're going to have another Watergate? No. Yeah, it would never happen. So the scope of this program is so fucking huge. It included 44 colleges and universities, as well as hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. This is a quote from a U.S. Supreme Court case involving MKUltra. The program was, quote, concerned with the research and development of chemical, biological, and radiological materials capable of employment in clandestine operations to control human behavior, the program consisted of some 149 sub-projects, which the agency contracted out to various universities, research foundations, and similar institutions, at least 80 institutions and 185 private researchers participated because the agency funded MKUltra indirectly Many of the participating individuals were unaware that they were dealing with the CIA. Yeah, they kind of just like it's it's almost like money laundering, but they're just like, ah, oh, let's just break it down into so many little pieces you can't yeah. add it all up. You they know? set up a bunch of front companies basically yeah. and approached all of these different universities saying, Hey, we just I guess kind of want to use your resources to yeah. do this testing. We just don't have scientists or labs. 
We just have the desire to know what happens if you lock someone in a completely <laughs> black box for 12 hours and then spit on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the size of this thing is so... And this is one of the things I always point to when people... Like, the most, one of the most common things people say to refute a conspiracy theory is, oh, so all these people would have to keep this secret for this long. Yeah. This shit went on from 53 to 73 at the minimum mm-hmm. without anyone fucking knowing. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was happening at one place. It was happening all around the country and, as we'll find out, all around the world. It was so decentralized. Yeah. You know? And it's just like if you... Uh, it's like the seeing the whole elephant thing where it's just like you just see a little teeny piece of it and you're like why are we why are we testing this guy's blood i don't know he came in from georgia and the people in georgia are like yeah why are we giving this guy these pills and, and doing a sleep study where he's got to be alone in this black bot and then you know they're just like they just piece it out so you can't tell what's going on really you yeah know? yeah they they did a really great job of spreading it out but it was it's it's just it blows my mind how vast it was and how nothing ever got out about it so yeah. it's it's a great thing to point to. And also, I mean, I think if you're working on this and you do see and you are one of the guys that actually has to pull the trigger on some of the fucked up shit, you're like, well, I'm not I'm not fucking with these guys. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And it's like there are still people. I feel like there are still people who would hear about this. And even with all the documentation that's available would just kind of be like, yeah, I'm sure it was nothing, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's well and like the, the the thing it's one of these things that like like we were talking about with the Trump stuff last episode it's like it's so outrageous it sounds like it has to be fake like experimenting on prisoners and prostitutes and homeless people is an anime plot line yeah that is that is something that happens in <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist like that is not that happened in America in the 20th century like what yeah very recently yeah like my, well my mom was alive you yeah know? your parents might have been part of this. <laughs> Sure, yeah. If your parents took acid in the 60s, it might have been a government program. Every time my mom sees a bluebird, she tries to choke me. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean this could have been... Maybe that's what those flute lessons really were. <laughs> this is a... We won't read all of these, but there are some crazy things on this list. This is from a 1955 document, one of the few documents about MK Ultra that eventually got out, and we'll talk about how that happened in a bit. Yeah, we, it's like the, like the fucking Aztec libraries. Like, we have, like, two books, you know? Yeah. And this is a list of mind-altering substances that were studied under the MKUltra program. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. A.K.A. the Tom Goss serum. (laughs) Substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception. Materials which cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity. Uh? Materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So it seems like the list is losing steam at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you're trying to get people drunker? Take us all yeah. off. Like, whatever. And now, then here comes this. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so they may be used for malingering, etc. So that's basically, they're looking for a pill they can slip you where a week later they'll go, mm, you have AIDS. Yeah, and then it turns out I don't. <laughs> it turns out you don't. They're yeah, like, like your ah! friend from high school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Call back Eagle. Oh, yeah. There we, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, we weren't arguing. I would, you, you were like, leave my friend out of this after you brought her up. Um, materials which will cause temporary permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Temporary or permanent brain damage. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So they're trying to make like a firewall against somebody else doing this. Yeah. 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 That was a big part of this program was not only to find out if we could get our soldiers and people to do crazy things under drugs. but Could the enemy get our people to do things also? And we got to feed them some psychological Wheaties in case, you know, fucking the Soviets (laughs) get a hold of them. Uh, materia- materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Yikes. Yep. Physical methods of producing... A men in black flashlight, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of surreptitious use. Substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc., 
Substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. Here comes another crazy one. Substances which alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. Ooh, some of my ex-girlfriends took that one, I tell you. In all seriousness, that is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It just turn, and like, maybe they did. Just and, like he turns you into a fucking mother duck, you know, yeah. where they're just like, oh. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type, the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. So truth serum. Yeah. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. It's called porn. Yeah, it's called porn or pesticides, probably. Yeah, porn or weed. Let's look into what we're spraying in Guatemala before (laughs) we write that one off. Uh, Substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties preferably without permanent effects because you don't want to be cruel no you You want to be ethical when you're dosing your population with drugs they don't know about and i mean it's not like to find a temporary uh drug for this you might cause some permanent damage on some homeless prostitutes but yeah a knockout pill which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks food cigarettes as an aerosol etc which will be safe to use provide a maximum of amnesia and be suitable for use by agent types on an ad hoc basis so Cosby shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. They yeah. want quaaludes. I want a, uh, you know, I want a, a, a Listerine strip that like fucking <laughs> roofies you for a week. A material which can be, sur- this is the last one, a material which can be surreptitiously administered by the above roots and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. AKA that good good. Am I right? <laughs> right. Indica. <laughs> so this isn't even a conspiracy theory. No. Like, this is just a thing that happened. This was their shopping list for yeah. technology. This is what they're looking for. And this was uh, just to drive home how much of a conspiracy theory MKUltra is not. It's, it's a matter of fact. This was the conclusion of that Supreme Court case that we mentioned earlier. Between 1953 and 1966... The Central Intelligence Agency financed a wide-ranging project codenamed MKUltra concerned with the research and development of chemical, biological, and radiological materials capable of employment in clandestine operations to control human behavior. And the reason that case happened was so they could set a precedent so other people involved in this could sue the government for things that happened during MKUltra. Yeah. So this, unlike a lot of our episodes, this isn't even one where we have to wonder, is this real? Yeah, this is like, yeah, the Supreme Court. Yeah, this is... Weighed in and said, yeah, this happened, we gotta, you know... Yeah, this is, like I said, the example I always point to when people are so quick to dismiss that anything this crazy could happen without someone finding out. It's like, people probably found out and they, as we'll learn in the Wormwood documentary, fell out windows. I did some air quotes around fell. Yeah. Because... That's yeah, a yeah. Crazy fucking story. And again, I mean, this might sound stupid on the conspiracy podcast, but I don't think I'm a like the the, the a strong enough guy to be like, oh, I'm just like you know, I'm I gotta go tell the truth. I I would just be like, hey, I like my house and I like yeah. to tell these jokes and da, 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 da. I could, what? yeah, it's like I would just I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be the guy to be like, oh, okay, I gotta send this to Assange. I gotta you know go to a yeah, we get tend, a tour server or whatever. Tend to write these people off as crazy, but. It takes a lot of courage to oh yeah uh, come out and especially if you're someone like we'll do we're going to do an episode about harp coming up soon and you know there's this guy who worked on harp for all these years and then just finally one day was like oh I get what's happening yeah and like started telling people and like even if that guy dies if that guy gets murdered at some point like most of the country would just be like oh it was probably a coincidence yeah. But, no, it, there's it really always would. a chance, and it's like like th- th- that level of exposure and criticism will break you down. Like maybe once or twice a month from podcasting or whatever it is, somebody calls me an asshole on Twitter, and I'm like, I'm always, I'm just like kind of, bu- it's kind of upset. I'm like, I don't think they understand me, and I feel bad. I'm like, I just, just miscommunicated, and uh, it stresses me out a little bit, you know. And then I think like, what if that happened times a thousand every day? Like you're yeah. one of these people. Yeah, that that same thing happens with me with comments like on Patreon. Like 
I, I sometimes get to a point where I just can't read them. Yeah, for a yeah. While. And they're mostly nice, but it'll be it's like the one nice. or two where yeah. it's just like, oh, I want to say so much to you right now, and I yeah. just and it just should fucking you, not pay attention. Gets under your skin, and it's like if I if I if I just compiled all those and you just read them to me like back to back, and then tried to have a conversation with me about something that's very important to me, I'd be like, F- I'd probably look a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about some of the experiments that happened under MK Ultra. Let's talk about the early LSD experiments. Uh, LSD was the main drug for most of the programs that happened under MKUltra. Yeah, it was really like like what George Washington Carver did for peanuts. They did for <laughs> LSD. They were just like, all right, what if we make them into a butter or an oil? Or a... Yeah, they were really interested in this shit. Oh, yeah. Their first aim was to determine if Soviet spies could be made to defect against their will and like we mentioned earlier, if the Soviets could do the same thing to our spies. And at first they were just administering LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and prostitutes. Yeah. And I say at first as if that's the part where it was ethical and then it goes off the rails. Like it was bad from the beginning. Like that's all bad because they were administering it in most cases without people knowing. Yeah. Like that's it would be one thing if this happened and we were just like, holy shit, that many Americans went along with this shit and agreed yeah. to be involved in these. But no, it was just people a lot being, of people just thought they just organically went crazy. Yeah, it was just it was literally be horrifying. It was human experiments. Yeah. If, it's if, Nazi shit. If you took LSD and didn't know that you took it like and just how your reaction like well, how fucking awful would that be? Yeah. Be like having a nightmare while you were awake. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the this is a quote from one of the documents that was uncovered. One uh, CIA agent referred to the people they were doing testing on as, quote, people who could not fight back. Ah, <laughs> ah, fuck. They also administered LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, and members of the general public. So we could have just said everybody. Yeah, that's, that's just about like everybody. Everybody got LSD from the CIA. Yeah. This was often done without informed consent of the subjects, a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which we agreed to follow after World War II. Hmm. So we basically went from that to, like, but what if we don't? Yeah, what is, what is that, so fucking nine years later? <laughs> yeah. We were just like, ah. It's been long enough. Uh, we can have a treat day, <laughs> you know? And the crazy thing is the patients who did know about it, who went along with it willingly, ended up getting more extreme experiments done on them. In one instance, seven willing subjects in Kentucky were all given LSD for 77 consecutive days. God, that sounds like a nightmare. I, I even take a day off from smoking weed every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Like 77 days in a row is a lot for like if you jog 77 days in a row you'll probably die <laughs> yeah man <laughs> i don't want to do short wanna... of like sleeping and, and, and even sleeping yeah like i don't want to do anything that alters my conscience that much <laughs> yeah. for 77 days in a row yeah it's fucking nuts uh, i don't want to drink a, you know, a a thermos of iced coffee for 77 <laughs> days in a row so those were the early experiments then sydney gottlieb gets involved and gottlieb. yeah sydney gottlieb uh oh, I get what you're doing there. Nothing. <laughs> he uh he was the head chemist on MK Ultra, and he felt that using LSD just for interrogations was a little too limited. Maybe you could use it on uh, covert operations also. Yeah. So in order to test this, he launched a bunch of experiments that mostly revolved around him just giving people LSD in public settings without their knowledge. Hello, would you like a complimentary <laughs> bag of nothing to see here, heavily buttered, weirdly spicy popcorn? You know, just like, what? what is, how is he doing this? Was he, is, is there just a dude with a crew cut haircut and really broad shoulders that suddenly gets a job in an ice cream parlor? He's just like, there you go, little girl. Like, you know. Yeah, it's like they, they say in one of the articles we read for this that it basically at one point just became an operational hazard of working in the CIA for a few years that you might just end up getting dosed with LSD at some point. Yeah. Like you'll be I'm in a, ma- I'm making my own. I'm bringing my own coffee from home, you know? Yeah, like, and it's like, and that's how one of them had. There's a story about a CIA operative, not even an agent, just like 
a dude who was there to help mm-hmm. and comes to CIA headquarters and they spike his coffee with LSD and he ends up running naked out the building and yelling at the cars because there's monsters in them. Yeah. Like this was the most unethical shit imaginable. And it's not like I feel like because it didn't involve cutting people up, there's some sense that it maybe wasn't as bad, but yeah. people died from this. Oh, A lot no, of I mean, people like, died. Fucking with your brain is one of the, I mean, it's, it's, you can kind of fix a, a, a back or a foot. Like it, if you're, if you're fucking with someone's body, it's like, I don't know, but like that's a greater prison to have your mind like irrevocably altered. Yeah. And irrevocably, irrevocably, irrevocably. Yeah. There it is. Irrev, irrevocably, irrevocably, irrevocably. <laughs> Irrevocably. There we go. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We'll put, we'll make that a sound bite on the on the board. So Sidney Gottlieb, he's going to come up a lot in the Wormwood documentary mm-hmm. uh, because that involves the case of a man named Dr. Frank Olson, who is definitely worth. I mean, there's a six part documentary about his case, so yeah. obviously there's a lot of details to get into. But the short story is Sidney Gottlieb at one point doses frank olsen with lsd and it sends this guy into a depression that ends with him allegedly jumping out a hotel window to his death yeah but whether that was a suicide or not is i guess open for debate (laughs) but it's not really open for debate he did not fucking commit suicide he got goddamn murdered yeah i mean at least they picked a like oh you're you're tripping on acid you'll jump out of a window they picked a uh, an appropriate suicide for him you know yeah yeah that was a good sometimes sometimes with these fake suicides I feel like they just don't match the person right yeah you know yeah like we we did that episode about crazy suicides and there was the Oklahoma City guy who remember he like he just went out into a fucking in the slit his wrists and basically stabbed himself in his car and then traversed a mile of rough terrain to shoot himself in the woods with a gun that was found 50 feet away yeah. but not until the fbi showed up in a helicopter <laughs> that one was there's so much but yeah we're, we're the crazy ones for thinking maybe the government oh. does some of this shit sometimes yeah yeah that one was just a very sloppy word <laughs> you had two guys with a very different vision for the band and one of them was gonna be like he's a stabber all right he's a stabbing type this guy's a gunshot type and he's like oh you shot him. well fucking throw the gun let's get out you know yeah, I kinda, I'm tripping on acid. I can't do this right now. I kind of feel like whoever pulled off the first thing assumed that they had killed him, mm. and somehow word got out that no, he he's still hey, in guys, the woods. Uh, he's he's, he's out, we got we got a mover. There. We got a yeah. mover. This guy's fighting. There is a blood trail going from that car to the woods. Okay. <laughs> Does he have a gun? No. All right. We'll go go to the gun we'll store. Falsify some records. <laughs> So let's talk about... Drop a big magnet on the security tape (laughs) so it fucking erases all of them. Let's talk about Operation Midnight Climax. This is the most CIA fucking thing that's ever happened. This is a leisure suit Larry game. (laughs) Midnight Climax. Shut up, you fucking Night Ranger song. (laughs) Yeah, if that sounds like porn shit, it's because it's some porn shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically the... Tell them, Adam. Basically the CIA... This is another Sidney Gottlieb joint. Uh... (laughs) Basically, the CIA, they had all these safe houses around San Francisco, which is always such a thrilling thought to me, because, you know, that's the case in like every moderately decent sized town. Oh, yeah. There's probably a CIA safe house. And I love that. We're probably at most a mile away from one. Yeah, there's probably a CIA safe apartment. There's probably a CIA safe house underneath us. Yeah. yeah. Like there's probably (laughs) one in the sewers. Yeah. When Solomon Grundy is a fucking, you know. There are all those crazy tunnels under downtown LA. Yeah. I don't know what's going on down there. Uh, So the Operation Midnight Climax, they have all these safe houses around San Francisco and they set up brothels in them. Mm. And these brothels... Each room has a one-way mirror, and they're basically attracting people to these brothels because they're looking for test subjects who will be too embarrassed to talk about what happened to them. Yeah. Which, not a bad strategy. No. And not at all. I mean, yeah, you're not going to... Oh, oh, honey, I had the craziest day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You won't believe what happened when I fucked this prostitute after work. Her pussy turns out Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> who to thunk? 
So the uh, the idea there, yeah, was to round up subjects who'd be too embarrassed. They dosed the men who came to this brothel with LSD and then just used the one-way mirrors to film and document everything that was happening. In some cases, the subjects were interrogated after under bright lights and told their trips would be extended if they didn't give up all of their secrets. Oh, my God. And this included CIA employees, U.S. military personnel, agents and agents suspected of working for the other side in the Cold War. How were they advertising these brothels? Yeah, I mean, this how, is the did they just drop? Did they just like, is it like put on the flyers CIA on bulletin the cars? Board? You know, yeah. just like, <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, McGilly's car with a fucking... <laughs> Yeah, that I, I don't really understand that part, how they got all of this one particular subset of people to show up at these brothels. Weird. Yeah. So at one I mean, point, I just want to know as a, as a live events promoter and marketing guy, I mean, how do I... I'm yeah. trying to get people to the North Bar in Chicago. I mean, if you're, you're getting CIA agents to a brothel, you know something I don't know. Yeah. Is it a drink special? Or are you <laughs> North Bar is so fucking great. You're yeah. Gonna, you're going to love that place. No, thanks for the tip. We're, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going there. We're excited. Yeah, I recorded my album there. Oh, hell we yeah. Did, uh, accidentally, a fan showed up and just bootlegged And it. just bootlegged And really I was nice like, oh, it. that sounds really good. I'm going to put that out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've done like three or four shows there. Always good times. What's we'll be back. I think we'll be back there in May. Hopefully. Oh, you and Chet? Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the next shows we're going to try and book. Oh, yeah, guys. Fucking stay on top of that because uh, I'm so excited to go out there anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Find, find the CIA safe house, do the walking tour, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get get dosed with LSD before my set. I did a show on mushrooms once and I was funny as fuck. Yeah, I believe that. It was, it was so, I was just like, I'm not going to tell jokes. I'm just going to go up and I killed and yeah. I almost never do that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean that that is a it, it it's really really spoils you when you just pull something great out of your ass yeah. and you're like I don't have to try ever and then you try to go to the next thing and you're like oh maybe I do and then you're like oh that was the drugs I get it now yeah I just ate a bacon uh, flavored cupcake on stage and called everybody hillbillies for like 45 minutes in Oklahoma <laughs> the other week and crushed and I was just like oh yeah I could just do this I could just be I'll just make up a whole new show and then the the next night I just got my dick kicked in and I was like oh, okay. Well. <laughs> The magic isn't always there. Yeah. So let's talk about the Canadian experiments, because at one point we take this shit across the border because the CIA. Because Canadians are too polite to fucking protest being drugged. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, the CIA at one point recruits Scottish psychiatrist Donald Ewan Cameron, who was the creator of the psychic driving concept. Yeah. Psychic driving involved putting patients into a drug induced coma for extended amounts of time, uh, in one case, three months, and playing tape loops of noise or simple repetitive phrases intended to alter the patient's behavior. That's straight up what they do in Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Clockwork Orange. It's all the dystopian shit you've ever heard about. Oh, yeah. It's like Deltas love to wear brown khaki and do menial grunt work. Yeah. And at one point, a psychiatrist was like, yeah. Hey, this maybe that's, guy. Maybe that will work. On to something. And the CIA was like, yeah, maybe it will. I just do like that the pitch process for the ideas is just like, what if we did the most obvious ass shit? It's like when you're a kid and you're like, maybe I can make a rocket if I put a bunch of sparklers yeah. on my bike. <laughs> you know, he's like, maybe I can make a fucking brainwashed mind slave if I give him acid and have a guy say kill the president over and over you know it's just like it's just the, it's just the first thing you think of and they're like well yeah, let's just do that to 2000 prostitutes <laughs> you know yeah we were we were a crazy bunch in the 60s this, oh, i don't even know government. what's going on now there's probably yeah. there's probably a dude where they just inject facebook into his dick <laughs> and we're just gonna read about him someday some our children will be podcasting about him from the moon it'll be mars there's monsters on the moon oh, okay so the uh, Nazis, the, I mean, am I right? You've yeah, seen well, Nazi guy. monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. monsters. <laughs> Over the course of seven years or so, he was paid sixty nine thousand dollars, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> sixty, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's more than six. Play the pussy crow. Let me let me hear pussy crow really quick. Yeah, that's the pussy crow. <laughs> uh, that's more than six hundred thousand dollars adjusted for inflation. Uh, and he was paid this money to carry out MK Ultra experiments in Canada, and that's interesting because that when you hear six hundred thousand, that's a lot of money, but spread out over seven years, 
That makes it easier to hide. Yeah, yeah, that's because that's that's the you're salary. an annual budget each time, and a hundred thousand is a drop in the bucket. No, totally. That's like that's like a uh, a CPA or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And when he teamed up with MK Ultra, he added a new layer to his technique called depattering or depatterning. This involved using electroconvulsive therapy at way higher levels than recommended, combined with LSD in equally high levels, mm-hmm. in an attempt to break down the subject's personality. So then the psychic driving half of the operation would be a little more You'd easy have more to pull of a blank off. slate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like ego death. If you do yeah. a lot of drugs, people say you get ego right. death where you lose your concept of self. Yeah. And they were trying to uh, speed that process along because I felt that before. Yeah. When I smoked weed when I was a kid. And I think that it might have been laced with something, which is scary, like a PCP or something, because it was very, oh, a very yeah. intense experience where I just uh, lost, you know, sense of myself as an individual. And I felt one with the universe or whatever in a very, very strange way that I'll always remember. Yeah. And if this was happening while a tape loop telling me to kill the president was playing. So I yeah you probably kill like, the players yeah kill the president. Like, yeah I'm the guy that kills the president yeah you know? like that's what I that's what I am you know <laughs> Connor's gonna get brainwashed to kill the president since he said that probably yeah they're gonna be like mm, a well. bell just went off somewhere at the CIA they're yeah. like we got one the Alexa two apartments <laughs> over was just like noted <laughs> <laughs> so uh, many of these experiments were carried out on subjects at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University in Montreal. And most of them had entered the institution for minor issues like anxiety disorders or postpartum depression. And we're like, we'll fix you up. Yeah, we got just the thing. Treatment often resulted in subjects uh, incontinence, amnesia, forgetting how to walk, forgetting their parents, or thinking their interrogators were their parents. Holy shit! Seven years where this you, happened. Where you just literally get to that, that baby duck mode where you're like, I don't know, you seem to be in charge here uh, because ever since I saw you, I've lost my entire identity to this chemical. Are you my dad? Like, that's so haunting. That is. And as horrifying as that is, this just gets... We have four more notes on this thing to go through, and it just gets so much scarier. Oh, yeah. For one thing, these experiments were duplicated in England by British psychiatrist William Sargent, who was also involved with intelligence services and also experimented without patient consent. So we took this shit international at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So that's creepy. He was like, hey, buds. <laughs> Even you have, you have any luck with this? Can I borrow this is this is the international. Can I borrow a cup of sugar sugar from the neighbor? It's just like, have you gotten these homeless prostitutes to start shooting people yet? Have you figured out? And that's the thing. When people are like, Okay, yeah, we did it, but the government said nothing ever came from it, so they just gave it up. Did they? Yeah, did they, would they have shred would they, everything? Or would know? they have gone to England and been like, You gotta try this? Again, I mean, I'm of I'm of two minds where I'm like you know what? Government is great at wasting money. Yeah. You know? And it's like uh, they didn't really earn the money. They just kind of get it. Right. And because of that, you just sort of fuck off with it. It's like when I do a big stand-up gig, like a college or something, I'm just like, this is, I would have done this it's so easy. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just fucking blow it on stupid. It's the same way, just on a massive scale. So yeah. maybe, maybe they would spend 20 years Fucking with this stuff and not really getting anything and just keep doing it. Maybe they're still doing it and maybe they're still not getting anything. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm but the I'm, same way with stand-up money. Whenever yeah. I get paid to do stand-up, I'm like, oh, party money. Like, I've done, like, I some... I didn't see this coming. Dumb. paid for comedy? Like, dumb Woo. corporate gigs or something where it's just, like, too much money. Like, I either make not enough at all or way too much at one time. And I'm yeah. just... When I get, when I get one of those where I'm just like, I don't fucking know. I guess I'm getting hats. I mean, I don't even wear them, but I got hats now. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've done show like... You do 20 minutes and get like $150. It's like, I don't deserve this. Yeah, what am I going to do with this? I am going to waste this money. I remember for the, sure. I remember being I remember being like 19 or 20 and I did this gig and I, I was getting like 250 for the gig and then I sold like 10 t-shirts and I just had like $500 in my <laughs> wallet and I'm twi- I was just like, what the, this is like a month at Ross. What did yeah. I do? Oh my God. And I was this just is like, going to be my life now. Dude, I'm just, I'm getting so, I'm getting like an unnecessary amount of Popeyes. All right, like. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I obviously think they've fucking run to something. Yeah. So that part is, is terrifying. This part's even worse. During this time, 
Cameron became the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association, as well as president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Associations, which we have reached a milestone in my life where for the first time I'm like, maybe those Scientologists are onto something. Yeah. Because psychiatry is like their main enemy. Yeah. They're like, that's a fucking government tool to keep you controlled. I, yeah, and, I kind of. And I've always been like, ah, shut the fuck up. And now I hear that this guy became the head of the American Psychiatric Association. Yeah. And you're like, mm, oh, okay. All right, Elron. Yeah. How's, uh, how's life out there in the boat, man? Like, that seems. <laughs> you got any jobs? You know, like floors I can scrub for no money while I work my way up through the levels? <laughs> Yeah, can I do like a? Uh, I can flatten that button. Yeah, can I do like, like a college, like 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 work through school thing, <laughs> where I just like sell like scantrons at the student store, so I can get a discount on my fucking electroshock fe- like tests and courses or whatever. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I I didn't look into how long he held that job, but this guy is. But that's like the, the the you know like that's the organization that's like being gay is a disease or whatever you know right. like they, they make all those like classifications on what is and isn't yeah. an illness and like you know in her book the shock doctrine naomi klein argues that cameron's research wasn't about mind control or brainwashing but rather about designing quote a scientifically based system for extracting information from resistant sources in other words torture yeah so that's also horrifying resistant sources yeah and, I mean, yeah, and I, I do like that, like, all this stuff goes on, and then, you know, you hear about Guantanamo, and they're like, yeah, we turn, it turns out just as easy to make them sit on a pyramid while we play Justin Bieber songs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it turns out we didn't have to completely atomize their brains with chemicals. We could just make them sit on a pyramid and listen to music really loud. Yeah. Have you seen that shit with those pyramids you had to sit on that just no. like, tear your asshole open? Just make them sit on top of, like, a fucking big metal pyramid. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a, but like it, it can't have taken MK Ultra to come up with that. That's the thing. It's like, like you could probably you look do at all of hieroglyphics and, and it didn't work. <laughs> and you just like, just went to like, yeah, it turns out we give them a bad chair and hurt their ears. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I like to picture that there's like a shark tank for CIA torture stuff where there's just like four men in black oh, sitting yeah, there and a dude sure. walks in and he's like, I call it the pyramid. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're in. Yeah, I'm we're, looking for. I'm, I'm looking for forty thousand uh, <laughs> men with families that were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, if you're willing to invest, uh, this is another quote about this maybe being a means of developing torture techniques. Stripped of its bizarre excesses, Dr. Cameron's experiments, building upon Donald O. Hebb's earlier breakthrough, laid the scientific foundation for the CIA's two-stage psychological torture method. And that's a quote from Alfred W. McCoy, history professor at UW-Madison. That's the good one, folks. Dude, I've uh, performed at that school. I love, I mean, I lived in Madison for six years. Yeah, yeah. Madison's fucking great. UW-Madison is the, there's a lot of University of Wisconsin's, but there's only one that uh, most of the people didn't vote for Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that would be the, uh, yeah. that's like when I went to Kentucky and they were like, build a wall around Louisville, please. You know? <laughs> So let's talk about the church committee. Uh, This is how this finally comes out. In 1973, CIA director Richard Helms ordered all MKUltra files to be destroyed. I mean, it was just taking up so much space in the phone. Yeah, I mean, we just got to do something with them. We don't want to waste your money. I mean, we're going to waste $600,000 a year turning Canadians into fucking (laughs) evil fuck slaves. But I mean, you know, I mean, we can't. That's a lot of the rent on that building's very high. We got to keep all the other all the the new torture records somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about MKUltra, we haven't even like what we're covering today is the information that's easy to find. Yeah. There are books out there. I still keep teasing the Courtney Love conspiracy theory episode that we're going to do at some point. Yeah, yeah. But that also during Courtney Love month, and yeah. there is a whole month. <laughs> we could do a Courtney. I Love really month. think there it would be a little <laughs> bit of a stretch, but not that much of a stretch. We could make it work. Yeah. Uh, but there is a book out there that alleges that she was not only part of one of the people who was experimented on during MK Ultra, but that she was cultivated as a CIA operative after that. So dope. That's it's such an exciting theory. I love and the truth, dude. It's fucking I do awesome. too. Yeah. It's out there, and you just grab it, 
and it feels so good. Oh, yeah. It's like finding a chunk of iron ore. You're like, <laughs> I can bring this home and fashion it into a podcast and <laughs> feed my dog. It's just very rewarding. So they shred all these documents because yeah. the entire government's doing that at this point. But because the government isn't perfect, surprise, they had accidentally stored about 20,000 documents in a financial records building on accident. Bro, thank you, bureaucracy. <laughs> wow, you don't say it. You don't say it often, but sometimes, God love you, fucking government waste. Yeah. These uh, documents were discovered after a 1977 Freedom of Information Act request. Oh, I forgot I signed up for uh, Ashley Madison on our couple's email address. <laughs> like, you know, it's the same shit. I, I'm curious how that Freedom of Information Act request worked. Did someone just send a request and go, hey, look in every building and see if there's any MKUltra stuff? Or did mm. someone find it at one point and was just like, ooh, I some, hope no one finds out we got this. Maybe some number cruncher was like, uh, boss, you know? <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe there's just a couple good-hearted bureaucrats who are like, well, yeah, I mean, we should give this back to the people uh, we, we, yeah. we, you know, own it. Boss was probably like, women don't ask questions. <laughs> she was like, all right, Freedom of Information Act request. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here we are. Yeah, so that's basically how this was confirmed but before that, there had been the church committee. In December 1974, the New York Times alleged that the CIA had conducted illegal domestic activities, including experiments on U.S. citizens during the 60s. So this first comes out as a New York Times story in 1974. Yeah. And it reminds me of now the New York Times just did this story about the government pumping all this money into ufo research mm -hmm. like including videos of what the oh, government yeah, is like being like we don't know what the fuck and is. the government's like hey we don't know either and no one cared like yeah. it wasn't like when this came out in the 70s people were like what yeah like it was huge news and, and now it, it's just there's so much in like yeah but there's also this gif of a cat trying to put on a tie you know and it's just yeah and there's i think among i think the majority of people in this country there's just this sense that like when it comes to aliens or conspiracies or anything like that their mind is never going to be changed yeah it's going to have to be an alien comes and sits in front of you and even then they're going to be like oh well, whatever it's just an animal that is not native to this area <laughs> yeah 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 and like uh, it's a swamp gas took the form of a man <laughs> yeah. that raped you uh <laughs> And it just feels like there's been a shift in this country somehow toward really trusting the government. Yeah. Which is insane because we have so much evidence to the contrary yeah. that says we shouldn't trust the government. I don't know. Like, I find it, I find myself struggling to give a shit sometimes. You know, I don't know yeah. what it is about our culture and the way we consume information and news that has godness to this place is it is it fucking zoloft in the water supply making yeah. everybody pass i don't know or have we all just given up I are mean, we all just like yeah whatever the government's gonna win no matter what so. yeah i mean they're just like i don't know yeah we could all just form a militia but they'd probably stop us from buying stuff and smoke us out and it's like what the fuck are we gonna do like who like yeah. what do we do what do we what is there to be done yeah it's all it's like already like some 1984 ass shit i mean they're just you know they're chill with you doing a podcast as long as you don't get too many listeners. Yeah, know? that's uh, that's the thing. And that's how a lot of authoritarian governments work. Like, it's like, what if they're just like, yeah, Winston Smith, start a radio show or, or write a book. We don't care. No one's going to read it. Yeah. You know, 2,000 people are going to like it or what? You know, like, who cares? Yeah, that's, that's kind of how, like, there's never, I mean, in rare cases, but there's never really a dictator or uh, an authoritarian regime in the modern age that just shuts down everything. Yeah. Like they let minor shit get like, I feel like we've said it before. Like this network is in a really nice pocket where we're just kind of big enough that <laughs> we can make a little money, but Everybody's, also, you know, we got a nice studio. We got the people send us fun trinkets and all yeah. that. And it's great. But yeah, the minute this blows up, I'm going to be like, fuck. Yeah. We're all going to get murdered now. Well, it's just like, it's like a it's like a bad guy and like a like a cartoon that's so strong. It's just like yeah, go ahead and punch me. It's not going to do anything. You yeah. Know? So yeah, we're taking swings, but I mean, unscathed. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah, that's MK Ultra. After after that New York Times article, the the Church Committee convenes, and also the Rockefeller Committee, which was the president, the Congress, and 
the executive branch both launched their own committees yeah. to look into CIA activities. And what's crazy is uh, at one point, Gerald Ford issues an executive order that says, all right, no, uh, no using drugs on humans during experiments without their knowledge. And you would think that would be the end of it. But then at some point, Reagan had to update it and go, hey, no human experiments at all, <laughs> which leads me to believe the CIA was just like, no drugs. Got cool. it. Cool. We're, and just went you, out with like we're using oral, micro beetles, yeah, you know, it's just like sound waves and shit. Yeah, oh, for people. sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, <laughs> you know, like. And even Reagan had to step in and be like, it's not a drug because it's technically stuff? a poison. Okay, that's not <laughs> drugs are supposed to affect you positively. This is yeah, but please tell more me more about how this definitely stopped in '73. It's yeah. like, no, probably not, but. That's MK Ultra, and next week we're going to dive into one specific incident from MK Ultra, which is the death of Frank Olson, as uh, covered on the documentary Wormwood. Maybe you want to watch Wormwood first, yeah, because we're definitely going to spoil I want, the I want fuck out of it for you. You got a whole week, guys. Yeah, we're we're going to spoil that for you on next week's episode, so you better get it watched. Yeah, uh, he dies at the end. <laughs> we'll spoil that part for you right now. You could tell. Actually, he dies about a quarter of the way. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell it's too early in the morning because you better get it watched. That's a great way to <laughs> get it done. All right. Uh, what do we have to plug, or do you have to get out of here? I know you're in a hurry. I got, I got a bail pretty quick, but um, yeah, we're going on tour uh, all over the the Rust Belt and the East Coast, Chicago, fucking Milwaukee, uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, D.C., Detroit, New York City. Uh, all in the month of April. Tickets on meboysplugcast.com. If the ticket link isn't up yet because we're waiting on the dumb venue to put it on the website, get on the email list and you'll be the first to know. And ditto for me and Chet Wild in May. We're going to go out and do some tour. Yeah, Touring. Baby. Some touring. Some touring. And, uh, some I'll touring have, tests. I'll have dates up for that soon. I know we're starting in beautiful Iowa. Ooh, Des Moines? No. Uh, fuck, where are we? We're close to a small town. We're doing a really small town. Okay. But it's uh, it's going to be fun. Because I know there's an Unpops Mean Boys gal that tweets us out from out in, uh, in Des Moines. Yeah, we did um, Iowa City, where Portugal the Man's tour bus just caught on fire. Oh, geez. Shout out to them. Glad they were safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did Iowa City, and it was fun. Okay. Yeah. I fucking like those little towns, man. It's yeah, it was. we were on the campus of, that's University of Iowa, I believe, is in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were on campus there. A lot of great record stores. I bought, I bought a copy of Only Built for Cuban Links on purple translucent vinyl. Nice in Iowa. That's what I do when I tour. I just go to record stores. And oh hell yeah! Fucking records. Those little ones are fucking great. Yeah. There's one up in uh, Bakersfield that had the best shit. I was in there one time. I was looking at just the seven inch from like a shitty punk band, and they had like the, the members all had punk names, and one of the guys had the same punk name I had when I was fourteen, which was Vast Deference, which I thought. Was- <laughs> A great punk rock name. Uh, that is I was pretty just like, great. God damn it. Someone in Bakersfield had the same idea. It wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.